I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Do the Right Thing! that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the quickest way to reach your ideal body size? The correct answer is to die and then wait. <laughs> I'm Danielle Ward, and with me trying to do the right thing today, on my right, hungry like a wolf, angry like a bear, hairy like your nan, it's Michael Legg. <laughs> and with Michael, he used to be a QI elf, which I think is Oxbridge for friend of Dorothy. It's Dan Schreiber. <laughs> And on my left, she could be the before or after image of a transgender operation. It's not the thing. Oh, fuck you. And with her, one of the eight women allowed on TV, it's Katie Pratt. <laughs> it's the first round, the importance of being right. The importance of being right. Like that woman, you know, the one with the newspapers. We've run into some problems. But ours are on the internet. I would like the panel to work out what the best solution to those problems are, according to Mr World Wide Web. Yeah. No, there weren't any jokes now, but well done for not laughing. <laughs> Michael and Dan, let's do your scenario first. You're both exhausted from all the effort you've been putting into being funny recently, and so decide to take a little holiday. Michael wants to reconnect with the insects, and Dan is desperate to see a panther. So you decide upon a lovely jungle break. But on day three, you're drugged by gorillas, the monkeys, not the rebels, and left miles away from any sound toilet. But what is the right way to find civilization if you're lost in the jungle, according to the Worst Case Survival Handbook? Wait, so it's us two mm. going yeah. on a holiday. I think we would have to start our own civilization. <laughs> that could be quite yeah, fun, yeah. You would have to somehow grow a womb. <laughs> or I'd make you one because I'm the man. <laughs> I'd knock you up a lovely womb. <laughs> I think the first thing you need to do is smear yourself in either shit or mud. I think that's I've the done first that. thing you need to do. I've done that. <laughs> so that's, that's fine. Uh, I think the reason for that is because you need to ward off any of the bugs. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how you escape from the predator? <laughs> I may be confusing, yes. Uh, I... Does it have to be your own shit or do you just find some I'd shit? prefer if it was Michael's. Right. But... Have you ever been to a jungle? Yes, I have. <gasps> Which one? Uh, it was in Bali. The jungles have names. Yeah. What, what was it, well, it like, called then? What was it called? Not the one in the, Bali. The Bali Panther Jungle. <laughs> That's what my daughter's called. <laughs> Has anybody here been on an extreme holiday? Why do people go on extreme holidays? It's awful. It's a film that gets on my nerves beyond all belief. And it's, uh, a, what is it called? 140-something hours? What's it called? 127 hours. I saw the director's cut. It was 147 hours. 
And what was wrong? Why did he want to go on an extreme holiday? What was wrong with going camping or like staying in a hotel? Why did everything have to be extreme? That movie would have sucked. It, well, so what? Carry on camping was fine, and no one got hurt. <laughs> no, well, why? Why would you go on? A, if you go on an extreme holiday, you deserve what you fucking get. I agree. A book deal and a Hollywood movie. But you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what did it cost him? An arm and a leg. Well, an arm. But this is the, the thing I can't get my head around: extreme mountaineering. What's not extreme about mountaineering? Look, oh no, extreme mountaineering. I do that in stilettos. We grease the mountain. There's a line on the drop. <laughs> I stopped watching. Was that thing touching cloth or touching a boy? Touching the boy. I had to stop watching that after 45 minutes because all they kept doing was, yeah, um, takes nearly an hour and a half just to make a cup of tea out here. We risk frostbite every time we want to make yeah. a cup of tea. Well, fucking go home then. <laughs> about this that the guy who wrote Touching the Void um, his book is on the GCSE syllabus I don't know if you heard about this but on Twitter he got some abuse from Good. lots of GCSE students who were annoyed at having extreme GCSE but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my favourite insult was crevasse wanker <laughs> Um, so what would how would you escape from the jungle women um, well we'd sleep our way out of the jungle <laughs> I've always felt a really massively totally unjustifiable sense of innate confidence that I would be able to survive in almost any situation <laughs> so you don't feel the need to test yourself no <laughs> I, I often like, I think Morrissey once said that he would just thought he would just naturally always survive an aeroplane crash yeah. and I whilst I wouldn't want to emulate Morrissey in every way <laughs> I can relate to that a bit it's awful isn't it I'm just basically showing myself now to yes. be a sort of narcissistic psychopath no, no, but, that, but that's apparently how you do it all the great living exp- well they're, they're dead now but they, they survive <laughs> but the ones who survive they that's how they did it just by driving through with their own confidence Being a narcissist. yeah yeah like Mary Kingsley one of the great British explorers she never learnt a local language she just used to run into tribes who'd never seen a white person going don't worry it's only me <laughs> They'd be like, oh, Mary's here, cool. It's only her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'll I'll make it simpler. Should you stay put and wait to be rescued, or should you venture on? Oh, venture on. Yeah, definitely. And lose your shit. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, start hacking away and stuff. When you say should, do you mean morally or just simply to get rescued? Oh, I think either way. I think morally you should press on. I think in order to get rescued, you should probably stay put. Producer Ben, do we have an actual answer? Don't stay put. So, uh, Dan and Michael oh. right. Yeah. Uh, that would mean virtually certain death, as the heavy jungle canopy makes it impossible for would-be rescuers to find you. The key is to try and find a river. Apparently, these are the key to jungle navigation and usually the quickest way to travel. Animal trails will usually lead you to water. Uh, fashion a makeshift raft. Doesn't say how. And let the current carry you downstream. Alligators and crocodiles are generally night hunters, so travel on the rivers only during daylight hours. Uh, watch closely for jungle villages or settlements. Many are located along the shores of the rivers. Um, when researching this answer on Yahoo Answers, uh, we found the question, what do people in the jungle do when they have toothache? And the best answer we found was, yank it out by tying it to a tree and then chopping the tree down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah points to Adana Michael. I'm nil, thanks. I'm nil. All right. We'd have had a 
better time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret and Katie, here is your one. It's your best friend's birthday party, but she's looking a little bit peaky. This is annoying as she asked you to bring SingStar and it was really difficult to carry, but she's just not interested. Also, she's speaking in tongues, vomiting pea soup and convulsing like Paris Hilton with a drug up her bum. You soon realise that she's possessed by a demon. Everyone, everyone else has gone home because she was sick on them. <laughs> I'm laughing, but this actually happened to me. So it's up to you to rid her of this evil. But what is the right way to perform a Christian exorcism according to wikihow.com? Can I, can, I, um, can I just say now, for the purposes of full disclosure, that I have performed a Christian exorcism in my life. I was trained to do it when I was a mad Christian at the age of 15 and I performed an exorcism on a woman. How far into the mad demonic state was she? Uh, she did this thing... Well, I mean, this is if we believe she wasn't just being a bit of a drama queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put my hand on her back and I said, um, please just welcome Jesus into your heart. She turned her feet, she flipped her head up and went, you're burning me! Like that. And then I continued to say it and then she started doing all the shaking and fell down and then she said she felt better at the end. Wow. 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 Yes. And tongues, I made up speaking in tongues. I made up some things at my church that people could say if they were feeling left out, which was, she came on a Honda out. Um, This this requires some level of knowledge of what speaking in tongues sounds like. (laughs) But it also sounds like, I'll have a lager, she'll have a beer. Speaking in tongues was sort of like trying to make noise while you were French kissing. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, ah, oh, 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 oh. I mean, this is what, how I did it when I was a teenager. This is like kissing. No, is that not right? There were times when a whole congregation would apparently sing in tongues. And um, everyone would go, oh, it's like angels, it's like angels. But it does, it just sounds like a lot of people not really knowing what song they're singing. <laughs> that's what church sounds like. Yeah, that's, that's what it really sounds like, to be honest. <laughs> wow. So uh, that's that's how I would do it. That's how you would do it. Michael, how would you perform a Christian exorcism? Well, I mean, I have to say, there's something interesting, isn't it, about someone possessed by the devil and getting a round of drinks in. (laughs) (laughs) So so basically, I wouldn't rush in to save them, is what I'm saying. (laughs) See if we can get out of them first. (laughs) Plus, their mums suck cocks in hell. So, I mean, that's good to know. (laughs) When you're possessed, is it by a demon or is it by the actual devil? Uh, it can be either, vic. depending on what your vicar has been on making how much up of the drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it can be either. I think it, it was usually just called the dark forces. But we didn't really talk about demons. That felt a bit medieval. Oh yeah, yeah. from <laughs> that. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Does it just uh, go into the air like a mist, or do you have to catch it in a jar? <laughs> with big nets down there. <laughs> <laughs> how old were you when this happened? 15. And how old was the person? Probably about 40. You exercised a 40-year-old when you were 15? Yeah. Humiliating. Was it like a test? That just gives you a little indication of how responsible my church was. <laughs> <laughs> Send Katie in. Yeah. Slide. The funny thing was is that I wasn't considered holy or pure enough to sing in the worship band. But, uh, but I was allowed to go around exercising demons. <laughs> but I wasn't humble enough to sing in the worship band. It's a big oh, show. They're basically, yeah. <laughs> they said, we feel that you're singing for your glory and not the glory of God. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to be enough. one of the eight women who's allowed on telly. I've got to practice. Yeah. Oh, well, I think you definitely get three points. Yes, come on! Um, ben, what's the 
actual answer that you have there? It's very similar. Um, oh. According to WikiHow... I did write the WikiHow entry. <laughs> get connected to the Holy Spirit. If you're not filled with God's Spirit and you try to take the demons on, you're in a dangerous position. That is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it seems the demon leaves and returns, do not be fooled. It is another demon trying to get you to doubt Jesus and be afraid. <laughs> and there are many entry points that give demons legal rights to enter... Or, this is actually quoted verbatim. There are many entry points that give demons legal rights to enter or re-enter you. Um, here are a few of them to pray against. Arrogance, sex outside marriage, materialism, anger, theft, murder, abortion, addictions, lust, pornography, horoscopes, unrighteous words, self-hatred, greed, and violent martial arts. Well, at the end of that round, most of the points go to Katie and Margaret. I think the others should have their previous points taken. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. because we read out letters from agony aunts to... Oh no, we read out letters to... You were right, that is what we do. No, no, we read out letters to agony aunts. Yes, that's what you yeah. said. You were right. I know. And ask our panellists to guess the response. And they say a problem shared is a problem laugh at, laughed at. No, you were wrong there, to be fair. <laughs> it's going so well. Yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I must explain if you're listening. I might have taken a little bit too much Pro Plus today and then some prescription painkillers. And then an enormous fun. glass of red wine. And then, yes, an enormous glass of red wine. But it's all right. We're all feeling okay about it. Well, Next round, going... agony! Just like reading out things from a bit of paper. So uh, Margaret has been given um, Margaret's been given a real letter to an agony aunt that appeared in a national newspaper. Do you want to read it out for yes. us? Dear agony aunt, I'm getting married soon. Sorry, it says nervous in the uh, in the notes. I'm getting married soon, but I'm starting to have some doubts. It turns out my fiance can't swim or even ride a bike. <laughs> he doesn't know how to change a plug. And when I asked him to bleed the radiators, he didn't know what I was talking about. My father was always fixing gates, repairing machines, etc. <laughs> I'm starting to feel my fiancé's not a man. Do you think it's just pre-wetting nerves, as my mother says? Why can't she bloody bleed yeah, exactly. radiators? Do you know what part of women's right and feminism is? You do it. <laughs> you go, oh, no, we can do it. Or no one does it. Do it. It's we both do it. 
Oh, no, 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 I don't remember that. <laughs> can you bleed a radiator, Michael? I actually can bleed it's a radiator. It's piss, isn't it? I've never bled a radiator. I've never bled a radiator. There we go. No. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to do it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know how to drive. Why I don't do know you... how to fix things. <laughs> no. No, I'm definitely a crap man. Yeah. Can you really? ride a bike and swim? I can ride a bike, yeah. but not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a go. So it makes me more attractive. Feminine. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually tell you right now exactly what a feminine man I am. And I've never, ever said this out loud. Me and my friends used to play Jaws. We used to try and reenact the entire film Jaws when we were like seven. And then you'd think, right, oh, it's my friend, right? Who, who do we want to be? Everyone, obviously, Chief Brody. I want to be Chief Brody. And then we go, oh, I want to be Jaws himself. Do you know who I really wanted to be? Do you remember the woman whose son died? And she come on, you knew that's who I wanted to be when we were playing Jaws. Mainly so I could slap the kid who wanted to be Chief Brody. But I did want to be the, the woman whose son had died. Very sensitive woman. It's very sensitive. My, uh, my little sister watched Jaws when she was about seven. This was on television. We were a bit nervous because she was way too young to have seen it. And uh, she came in and she went, Poor George. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, can your partner do any of these things? Well, no. No, of course I can't. I think the last time he rode a bike was when they were about to study Nazism at school and um, he is like I was going to say he's half Nazi that's really not what I was going to say his, his grandfather yeah his grandfather was in the SS and so he got a lot of hassle for that anyway he always had to be the baddies when playing war which makes sense but he also yeah. had to be Darth Vader as well <laughs> Star Wars but yeah, anyway, when he was riding his bike, he fell over and he managed to scab his upper lip in a perfect square so that when he went in to study, he looked like he'd come in costume. <laughs> Are we not feeling sorry for this woman then? We think that she is... How does she not know I think she just doesn't want to marry him. Yeah. She's already had a big heart-to-heart with her mum and her mum's just told her to pull herself together. And now she's writing into a magazine. If you have to write into a magazine to ask whether you should marry your fiancé, then you just basically don't want to marry him. Yeah, I don't think that's the whole story at all. Well, she should be married to someone who spends all of their money on Napoleonic memorabilia. (laughs) (laughs) She'd know what suffering was. (laughs) Ben, do we have an answer? Yeah, the uh, agony aunt said, it's not just pre-wedding nerves, it is pre-wedding nerves. You ought to listen to them. It's usually after a few years of marriage that little things start to irritate us in our partners. These irritations are always an omen that something's deeply wrong, and nine times out of ten signify the end. (laughs) Is this from Doom magazine? (laughs) Now, as ever, earlier we asked members of our audience if they have any problems they'd like our panel to advise on, and foolishly, some of them said yes. So first up, I have Paul. Is there a Paul here that offered up a problem about his girlfriend? Uh, oh, it's your friend. Well, Paul's problem slash dilemma is my girlfriend is French. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's, that's pretty bad. it. That is it. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. All right. Panel. Well, that sounds brilliant. That yeah, sounds that's cool. the hottest. I think that's the hottest nation. Yeah, I think I can answer this: is that the sex is phenomenal, but she will be a pain in the ass after about three years. <laughs> more of a diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what's the problem, Paul? Oh, the sex is brilliant, but she's a pain in the arm. Hey! <laughs> Wait for us! <laughs> Have you seen better?
Betty Blue? No. You should watch that. Before that kill him. Yeah, well, she cuts her own eye oh, out at the yeah, end. Yeah, I'm yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Michael? Yeah, well done, you have no problem. <laughs> My French girlfriend's waiting at home for me in bed. Oh, let me tell her. Really. Yeah, but how long has she been there? Days, weeks? When did you kill her? <laughs> Is Anton here? Yeah. Hello, Anton. Can we get the mic down to Anton? I'm too rich and too pretty. <laughs> What's your fucking problem? <laughs> Anton says, My neighbours keep flooding my flat. I complained to the council about it, but now they keep me awake at night, playing music, running, and for some reason drilling. Should I talk to the council again, or talk to them about it, or kill them in their sleep? <laughs> that sounds like quite a problem. Yeah, it's a real problem. What happens when you ask them to stop making a noise? The wife of that husband, she, she told me that they wouldn't do it. Is she French? She's French, isn't she? If you, if you make a little cut on the tip of your finger and then write in blood on the door, please stop. That works. <laughs> when I moved into a flat that I lived in for a bit, there was clearly a crack house brothel opposite. <laughs> And they used to play really loud reggae and there were really old women that sort of lived and worked there. And when I moved in, I couldn't hear my own television because of the sound of their music. So I went over there and I said, excuse me, sorry, um, I can't hear my own television. Would you mind turning your music down, please, trying to be good? And this woman went, I buried my daughter today. (laughs) (laughs) And all I want to do is celebrate her life. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but would you seriously, would you mind turning it down? <laughs> and then she tried a new tack and she went, Right, this is a legalised club. <laughs> okay, fair enough, but could you turn it down? And then she went, Do you know what? You've got the respect to come down here and ask me to my face. So for you, I am going to turn it down. <laughs> and I went out back up to my flat and there was no change whatsoever. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you performed an exorcism. <laughs> Do you know what I once? I stayed in the hotel in Southampton and uh, the noise was so bad from the nightclub, the discotheque for the younger people. <laughs> and, and I said, I went like, to them stairs of reception, like, no, when's this going to start? And I went, went, I'm really sorry, this will not start till two in the morning. And I went, well, that's not good enough. And I went, no, but if there's a particular song you'd like to hear... <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now by Queen yeah. and clearly I heard my room number being said out it was a proper request quite touching does that help at all? did we? we sorted yeah. that no, are there any is. times where they're really quiet? Mm. like early in the morning do they sleep it off at around 6 morning, or 7 yeah, well then the I suggest yeah, you, you to, get to, do to play music. something very loud yeah. and obnoxious yeah. at about 6am what kind of music do you listen to? Dubstep. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah, you're fine, you're fine, you're absolutely certain. It's gonna be done. <laughs> um, so, who would you award points to in this round, Anton? You can just point, you don't have to know their names. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy gets uh, the points. It was now it's time to ask the experts. Uncharted territory like a politician being interviewed about pop music. Please welcome this week's expert guest, expert newsreader Alice Arnold. <laughs> Hello, Alice. Hello. Is it fun reading the news? It's a laugh a minute. Yeah, it's a beautifully job. modulated, oh, it's an amazing yeah. voice. Do you read anything else? 
Or is that like a busman's holiday? <laughs> I do do the shipping forecast. If anyone's a Radio 4 fan, I know, yeah. Can you say dogger? <laughs> German bite. <laughs> right, Hannah, in a minute I'm going to ask you to second guess what Alice thinks is the right thing to do in some news reading based situations. But before that, as ever, you have one minute to get to know her a little bit better. So I'll kind of will ask you some questions. Right. And hopefully we can gauge your personality from them. If there was a heavy metal rock star that could be a newsreader, which one do you think it would be? Do you know any? No, heavy on Radio metal. 4, the heavy metal stories are not really? top of our <laughs> list. I, I mainly listen to Kerrang! Radio. <laughs> Dan, you go next. What's your favourite ship? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> the shipping forecast. <laughs> You're like, oh, I love it when this shit um, comes in. This is yeah, awesome. No, you're not from here, are you? <laughs> you don't know what the shipping forecast is, do no. you? It's not actually about ships. It's about the weather around the UK and how it might affect the ships. So the ships listen to it, but it's really a weather forecast. People on the ships. Do you ships ever get captains phoning in asking for saucy requests? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you know, but Alice has actually made the headlines herself recently uh, when she um, became a hero because she saw someone throw some litter out of their car and she got out and picked up the litter and threw it back into... Yes. Oh, that's Alice. Yeah. So, so my question is, if you had to read the news for people who drop litter or dogs, which one would it be? <laughs> Oh, definitely dogs. Yeah. I've got a dog. I love dogs. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant No, that's idea. a no-brainer. Of course I'd do no, it for, for dogs. dogs. Here's a, a bad dog. story. What's a bad story? Yeah, it's a bad story. <laughs> and also, when you get a dog, you spend a lot of your time picking litter out of its own mouth because it eats it up. Right. And out go. of its bottom. Have you ever had to do that? Picking litter out of its bottom? No. Yeah. No, they do get a bit stuck sometimes, sometimes if you've got a long-haired dog. Yeah, or if they eat a sock and they get a bit of elastic stuck there and, um, oh. and they, they sort of waddle around trying to poo it and you have to sort of go and pull it out. Oh my God. Our dog eats rubber balls and then his poo bounces. <laughs> <laughs> and Alice, have you ever said anything awful when you thought the mics had gone off? No, I, I've sneezed. <laughs> oh, if Gordon Brown had sneezed... <laughs> Is that the shipping report? <laughs> well, now you know Alice has more than just a stern but beautiful voice on the radio. Can you second guess what she'd do in some typical news reading scenarios? Here is the first one. It's lunchtime. You've just had a pot of miso soup and a pickle sandwich. But lunchtime also means there is a lunchtime news to read and the top story concerns a new member of the cabinet called Bob Cockles. <laughs> However, all that MSG has gone to your head and you only go and call him cod bollocks live on air. What is the right thing to do? It's laugh, right? <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? Well, get the giggles in a sort of charming Yeah, I saw way. an MP say blowjob the other day when she meant to say blow dry, and she just laughed, and everyone laughed, and they were high-fived and just went on... High-five? <laughs> There's no high-fiving on Radio 4. 
You hear that occasionally? <laughs> I would just go, that's what it says <laughs> on this paper, cod bollocks. And I'm... say cod bollocks more and more. So the listener go, well, it must be what's on the paper. <laughs> uh, I might try and get out of it by crying. <laughs> that usually works. It is a good technique. Yeah. So how would you clean up after this mess, Margaret? I think it's apologise like your life depends on it, isn't it? Really? Cod bollocks. like your life depends on that. That seems a bit over the Who top. Who was it? What happened when they needy. called um, Jeremy Hunt? The, the... <laughs> you can say. Yeah, you can say. Can I say cunt? Yeah. yeah. I love saying cunt. It's the internet. You're almost never allowed to say cunt, and yet here I can say cunt. <laughs> We're going to have to get Alice to say it as well. Come on, Alice. No, I'm not into saying Next time you're talking about Jeremy Hunt, will you say accidentally cod bollocks? <laughs> just for you. Um, have you ever dropped a verbal clanger, Alice? I wasn't too clever once with the phrase Shiite Muslim. <laughs> but I would kind of pretend it hadn't happened, to be truthful, and then I'd tweet about it. That's, that's, that's probably what I'd do. And I, I, I wouldn't apologise in a big way, because you might hope that you sort of got away with it. Yeah, never apologise. Well, yeah. Bob Coddle? You, you, Nothing yeah. like. Why are we even saying cod bollocks? <laughs> <laughs> you know what cod bollocks is? It's, it's bollocks that's wrong. Makes <laughs> no sense. Thanks for that, Margaret. Have you, um, have you got any techniques for suppressing giggles? If, if anybody makes these mistakes on it. I think the main thing is that I would think I will lose my job. That's, that's <laughs> a very, very strong, sobering, yeah. A fairly strong way to not giggle. Do you get particularly... So do you have a proud moment when you deliver a link that's just kind of seamless? Yes. Yeah? Because mm. I do notice whenever I watch the BBC News and someone's out in the field in a country and there's war going on in the background and they do that minute monologue... There's a little smirk that kind of occurs mm. in their fat. Like, like, as if, like with ourselves. Yeah, like the cameraman's mm. going, dude, you own that Ethiopian famine report. That was awesome! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had so much to play with. No. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like leaving like a really good answer phone message on your phone. You know when you do that? You know when you like leave and you're like, hey, Jim, I'll be in the office on Monday and I'll bring the reports in. I haven't done them yet, but they will be done or else you... Bye. Can I just say, yeah. that, kind of that is a comedy writer's idea of an amazing phone message. <laughs> 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 That's how we the world <laughs> Yeah, we'll just set the cogs in motion my end. <laughs> no, I mean, a good news story, like, I was on when Michael Jackson died, the night Michael Jackson died, and, 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 and that was sad oh, for think... people, but for us, it was... For me, it was fantastic. I loved it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the story was coming in and we were doing the news on the hoof and then you finish it and you go, that was great. That's like a real buzz. History. And you'll high five. High Team. five all around, yeah. Here's Alice's second scenario, see if you fare any better. <laughs> Teams, it's tea time. You've just had four items from the McDonald's value menu because you think no one is looking. But tea time also means there is a tea time news to read. <laughs> and the top story is about the hosepipe ban again. Back in the studio, it's all going swimmingly when suddenly you feel something slither across your foot. You look down and see a large snake about to head north up your leg. But what is the right thing to do? Snake in the studio, Michael, what would you do? You're a newsreader. Am I? Fuck. (laughs) The nation depends on you. Well, I'd definitely go, um, do you mind me uh, telling you the news later? Because there's a fucking snake on my what would you do in this situation? I'd, I'd do probably what everyone would do, which is freeze, be a bit scared, 
And um, not on the radio. You can't have dead air. Then they switch to the emergency broadcast. Better to scream. Yeah. That's true. Just like a snake. Top story. Snake. <laughs> Margaret, what would you do with the snake I, up your leg? I would definitely say, do you mind if I tell you the news a bit later? <laughs> <laughs> now that I've got that in my head, there's nothing else I'm going to do. I might say it to every question I've ever asked. Peter Brown, have you one. any ideas on what to do with a snake? probably carry on. Yeah. So I, I might like it. <laughs> um, Alice, what would you actually do in this situation? Well, uh, Katie's closest. You've got to carry on. I've never had a snake in the studio. Surprise, really? surprise. <laughs> but I have had a mouse. And That's probably why they sent the snake in. <laughs> Get the Makes sense. I was about to do the shipping forecast and I could see this mouse and it was running right across my legs and everything. So I got the studio manager to get the bin and put the bin on top of the mouse so that at least during the shipping forecast I could hear it rustling about in the paper. Oh, it was horrible. But I knew it wasn't going to go up my legs. Actually, before I knew you, before we've been become friends I've realised now just in this episode get over yourself before we became best friends (laughs) tonight (laughs) (laughs) I used to listen to the shipping forecast to lull me off to sleep and so technically you tucked me in (laughs) I like to think that's what I'm doing well thank you Alice for joining us this evening Um, and I think the points go to Katie Brand don't they I think because she's her best yeah. friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alice Arnold. Well, before we go to our final round, let's see what the scores are looking like. Producer Ben. Michael and Dan have got two. Margaret and Katie have got six. Thing. In this round, I want the panellists to tell me what the wrongest thing to do in any situation is. Whoever sickens me wins my love. All right, then. Uh, and the end of the round is when Ben's horn goes off. Oh, not <laughs> carry on. It has. First one, here goes. A letter addressed to next door is delivered to you instead. What is the wrong thing to do? Open it and get whatever it says tattooed on your ass. <laughs> make, and make wrong. your neighbour read it. <laughs> I'm nervous now because I usually put them down the toilet, but I'm worried that is the wrong thing. <laughs> Driving at night, you come across a mortally wounded deer. It is clearly in a lot of pain. What is the wrong thing to do? Like a barbecue. <laughs> is it, you know, when, uh, when your friend falls asleep when they're drunk and, you, you know, you draw a bellend on their... <laughs> get photos taken. You're doing thumbs up and some shaving foam beard. No? That's pretty wrong. That's the fucking yeah, game. Yeah, there you go, the more points you get. <laughs> Your kitchen pedal bin is full. What is the wrong thing to do? Light a barbecue. <laughs> a Nazi wants to shake your hand. What is the wrong thing to do? Well, Margaret marries him. <laughs> a quarter! A quarter! Is it, uh, be Jewish? I'd be... <laughs> Quieter they go. <laughs> you discover you have the ability to freeze time by clenching. What is the wrong thing to do? Release. <laughs> There's the vortex right there. Well, like a pair of bulls.
face of a tiny penis that ended upon us. <laughs> Producer Ben, what are the final scores? The final scores are that Michael and Dan have got four, Margaret and Katie have got nine. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.